How are you all doing? Just give me 60 seconds to invite some folks in and then give me, we're gonna start right at six o'clock. We try to come on a few minutes ahead of time so that people can begin to check in and get comfortable. Today, we will be reading from 1 Kings, the 15th chapter, starting around 21st, 20th verse, someplace down in there. Uh, we'll let you know for sure once we open our Bible. Come on in. God bless you. Good evening. Thank you for joining us for the 12-minute message. We are excited. Uh, we enjoy meeting with you at this 6 o'clock hour every day. And yes, we are still going to meet Wednesdays at 7 o'clock. We're going to transition straight from our 12-minute message. Um, take a few minutes break and then go into our spiritual growth and development right at 6.30 or 6 or 7 o'clock or so. So just continue to bear with us, continue to support us, and we pray that you will be continue to be blessed by this message, messenger, and the ministry. Amen. Amen. And amen. Just a few more invites. I see you. I see you coming. I see you coming. I see you coming. I see you coming. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Cousin Anthony. Hey, Uncle Herman. Hey, it's good. Hey, Aunt Geneva. Great evening, great evening. Great, great evening, everybody. We hope that you have had a great day. Um, good evening, Sister Ralph. Good evening, Sister Jones. Good evening. Good evening. Hey, Uncle Herman. I see you and I see Miss Geneva. Hey, how y'all doing? Good evening. God bless. We thank you for, <laughs> for joining us. Um, we're going to get started. Hey, Sister Jenkins. How are you? Thank you for joining us on, on tonight. Put on my spectacles. Eyes ain't what they used to be. They are not what they once were in our youth. Amen. 
it's my time to shine. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Again, 1 Kings, the 15th chapter. And we're going to start reading about... The 25th verse. We're going to start reading about the at the 25th verse. We're just trying to give a few more people a chance and opportunity to come on in and join us. We hope, hope and pray that uh, what we're saying and doing has been and is being effective and helping you to move your life forward. Amen, amen, amen. Uh huh. One or two more people, and then we are going to. Uh, amen. There we have it. There we have it. Hey, Art Ruthie. Hey, Kenny. How you doing, man? How are you? All right. All right. We are waiting for a couple more people. And then we will be, we will be going. We will get going. Amen. 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 All right. <clears throat> All right. Hey, good evening, beloved. It is your friend and brother, Willie Wade, the spiritual architect, and welcome to the 12 minute message. We hope that you have pen and paper ready. Hey, Sister Gaines, we hope that you have pen and paper ready. We want to give you uh, a chance to take some notes, um, trying to reconnect. Oh, come on, reconnect. I don't know what is going on. If I lose you, please, 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 sir, please, ma'am, stay with me. Don't go far. We don't know what is going on. Amen. Amen. And amen. Come on, connecting, connecting, connecting. We don't know what is happening. Oh boy. The devil. This ain't nothing but the devil right here. I know this the devil. I know this is the devil. This is something that Joker would do or would attempt to do 
No internet. It's got to be internet. It's got to be internet. I know I have internet. Oh, boy. Come on, come on, come on. Starting. There we go. There we go. Come on. Come on, come on. Oh boy, come on. Come on. Come on. Oh boy, good evening, good evening. Come on, I do not know what is wrong with this computer tonight. I have no idea. Uh, please, please, please. Come on, come on and join me, please. Please, okay. All right, we back. I got y'all, we back, we back, we back. All right. Meeting is now, okay. All right, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, you can release your video order here. All right, all right. Participants for OK Galaxy 59. All right, Galaxy S9. All right, we ask that you meet us. All right, it is your friend and brother, the spiritual architect Willie Wade, thanking you for joining us again on tonight. We are enjoying coming to you at the six o'clock hour. Need you to mute your phones or your audios uh, for now. Uh, I think I can mute you all. Uh, I gotta mute you, mute you, mute you. Okay, so Galaxy S9, I need you to Am I, I'm muted. Wait. Okay. That's the problem. I'm muted. Unmute myself. Okay. So Galaxy S9, I need you to go ahead and mute yourself. Well, you don't even have a microphone on. All right. So let's get started. All right. So today we are reading from 1 Kings, the 15th chapter, starting at the 25th verse uh, and just 25th and the 26th verse. All right. <clears throat> Nadab, son of Jeroboam, became king of Israel in the second year of Asa, king of Judah, and he reigned over Israel for two years. He did what is displeasing to Yahweh. He copied his father's example and the sin into which he had led Israel. The new, the King James Version says, and he did evil in the sight of the Lord and walked in the way of his father and in his sin wherewith he made Israel sin. So it's a very simple word, evil. Evil is to live in reverse. Evil is to live in reverse. Very simple word, L-I-V-E, live, lie, evil. E-V-I-L-E. -E. Evil, write this down. Evil is living in reverse. 
Jeroboam, his son, was appointed king by the leaders of the people. He wasn't, tell me if this sounds familiar. People knew his character. People knew who he was and what he was about. And he was the leader of the northern kingdom. This is when Israel had split. He was the king, leader of the northern kingdom of Israel. And all 10 tribes followed him after Solomon's death. He had placed golden calves um, in, in Bethel and Dan, and he turned them into um, um, holy shrines in holy shrines in competition with Jerusalem. Um, and a lot of people accepted what he was doing, the worship of golden images and calves. They accepted what he was doing as good, even though they knew, tell me if this sounds familiar. <coughs> hey, Sister Bradley, even though they knew it was wrong, evil is living in reverse. He was not taking Israel forward. He was taking Israel back, backwards. He was not helping Israel to progress. He was helping Israel to regress. And there were people who knew better, but out of selfishness, followed him and desired not to do what was right and what was good. Good evening, Sister Watson. So watch this. E-V-I-L, evil. L-I-V-E, live or live. When we as children of God do the opposite, of what God says, we have committed evil. Not just sin, we have committed evil. When we hurt instead of help, we commit evil. When we lie instead of being truthful, we commit evil. When we take away, when we steal as opposed to give, evil. And so he, and so. The question becomes to Israel later on, he says in another portion of scripture, Israel, who told you to sin? Who led you astray? Listen to what the psalmist says. Walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. When we walk in the counsel of the ungodly, we live evil. Stand not in the way of scorners. When we stand around scorners, we live evil. Sit not in the seat of sinners. When we sit in the seat of sinners, we live evil. So I want you to get this, and I'm not going to be as long as I was last night. How not to live evil. First, take this note. The first thing to do to not live evil is live forward thinking. To live forward thinking. What does that mean? To live forward thinking means to live looking towards the future and how to build upon what has foundations that have been laid as opposed to destroying. So we don't destroy traditions. This is why the church is in the situation it is in now. Because so many people come in and want to destroy the traditions that brought us here, that got us this far as opposed to pay homage and build from there. So even if you try to move forward, but in a disrespectful way to the tradition and the things of the tradition that brought us here, 
and disrespectful of it is to live evil. So the first thing to do not to live evil is to live forward. That's number one. The second thing to do not to live evil. The second thing not to, to do not to live evil is not accept what is wrong as it's right. My uncle Herman has a sticker on his license plate and he said, it says, I think Malcolm X also said it wrong is wrong. Even if everybody's doing it, watch this. A hundred million flies a day land on crap. You don't go pick crap up and put it in your frying pan and fry it. Do you exactly? Doesn't matter that a hundred million flies land on it. Wrong is wrong. What's bad is bad. And even if doing the wrong thing will benefit you to do it when you know the right way is evil. Do not accept that which God rejects as okay. Do not accept what God rejects as okay. Live forward thinking and looking. Number two, do not accept what God rejects as good. Hey, Katora, how you doing, girl? Uh, do not accept what God rejects as good. What's good is good. What's evil is evil. I, 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 I noticed something. <clears throat> I noticed something um, years ago. These two men were, were standing outside and they were yelling and fussing, and my father knew both of them. And one was yelling and yelling and yelling, and the other guy was just, I mean, you could barely hear him talking even when the other guy shut up. And so they both asked my father his opinion. And this one guy, I mean, he was so demonstrative, and he was yelling and yelling and all of this and that and everything. And the other guy said what he had to say. My father thought about it for a minute. He said, you know what? You're right. So I asked him when we walked away a little, I said, daddy, how did you know he was telling the truth and he was right? He said, cause he wasn't yelling. See, righteousness does not have to yell. It does not have to scream. It does not have to fluster because it is right. People have to convince you to do evil. Evil lies, evil tries to sell itself, evil tries to convince you that it is righteousness when it is evil. It tries to convince you that up is down and down is up and it yells, it's demonstrative and all of those things. Do not accept as right what God said is wrong. Do not accept as good what God has said has is bad. That's number two. And then finally, the third thing, the third thing to avoid living an evil life is, and this is the most important one, please get this. Hey, hey, Apostle Johnson, how you doing? The third thing to avoid living evil is don't look at, don't ever look inward for your self-gratification, but look outward to try and help others. See, Jeroboam, he wasn't trying to help anybody but himself. That's all he cared about. Tell me if this sounds familiar to you. Jeroboam was not worried about anybody else. 
All he cared about was himself. And he used people to get what he wanted. And when he could no longer use you, hey, Sister Colvin, when he could no longer use you, when he had no more purpose for you, he didn't care what happened to you. Just didn't matter to him. You were, you were a necessary tool that he would use. So to live, to avoid living evil, live forward thinking, don't accept what God has rejected and do not use people for your own self gain. Try your best to live and help others move their lives forward. Now, this almost going to sound like I'm saying the same thing, but I'm, I'm not. How do you know that you are living a righteous life? How do you know that as opposed to being evil, you live? Because see, evil and sin and unrighteousness is the path to death. And the Bible says, wide is the gate and wide is the road that leads to destruction. So if you see a million people on that road, you might be on the wrong road. <laughs> You're probably on the wrong road. But narrow is the gate. And narrow is the road that leads to righteousness. And very few, very few therein travel. So number one, how do I know I'm living for Christ? One, because you know that you are living for Christ and Christ is alive in you when the desire to do, to do evil or the invitation to do evil can easily be dismissed. Look at what Jesus does when Satan comes to him when he's on, when he's in the wilderness. Jesus, if you who you say you is, make these stones bread. Nope. Jesus, if you are who you say you are, jump down off of this mountain and the angels will bear you up. Nope. Jesus, if you say who you are and you want this thing to happen real quick, just bow down and worship me. No, Jesus easily dismissed evil. He easily dismissed Satan. And he tells Satan to depart, to flee from me, flee from evil. It is easy to live right is to live in the, is to live in the presence of evil, but not engage. Watch what Paul says. I desire to do right, but evil is always present. Evil is always going to be present, but Paul does not engage in what is evil. That is how you know that Christ is alive in you and you are living for Christ. You won't do what the evil people around you are doing. You are in the world, but you are not of the world. Number two, how do I know I'm living for Christ? You know that you're living for Christ when men revile you for his name's sake. When people say to you, oh, here come that holy roller, Apostle Johnson. Here comes that preacher again, and she ain't going to do nothing, or he ain't going to do nothing, but tell us this, that, and the other thing, you know you're living right. When you are persecuted for righteousness sake. When you can speak the truth in, in and to power and to others, and they revile you and want to persecute you for righteousness sake, you know you are living in Christ and Christ is alive in you and you live 
and for God you live and for God you die. And then finally, finally, how do you know that you live? You live if you love. Christ tells his disciples in his departing speech, they will know you by your love. Evil can disguise itself as love, but it can't last as long. Evil can sound like love, but it doesn't sound as sweet. Evil can feel like love, but at the end, you feel empty. Watch this. <clears throat> Reverend Jeremiah Wright was preaching at, um, at uh, oh, I know the big church in here, Riverside Church. And he said, you know the difference between leeches and love? He said, leeches take away. They suck the life out of you. Love gives and it produces and it gives you life. So leeches come to suck your blood and take life out of you. You ever met somebody and you said, oh, it warms my heart? Well, when your heart is warm and your body is warm, the blood circulates through your veins easily. That's why when you get cold, it's because the blood is no longer, as my grandmother and the old people say, running warm in our veins. And so love gives you life. Love gives you freedom. It warms your heart when you give love and when you feel love. And so that's how you know you are living and you are living in Christ and you reject evil. It's a simple word. We don't think about it. The same letters in reverse. So evil is to live in reverse. Beloved, I challenge you today not to live in reverse, but to live forward thinking, to live forward minded, and to live forward looking. To always look to the hills from whence cometh your help. For your help comes from the Lord. And remember, the only thing you have that should ever be put in reverse is your car. And it's only just for a few feet. And then you put it in drive and go forward. Watch this. Final thing. <clears throat> I lived in Charlotte for a little while and I went to the NASCAR Hall of Fame. And Katora, I got a chance, Sister uh, Bradley, Miss Ralph, to look inside of the race cars. And I had noticed something that the race cars do not have, it didn't have a rear view mirror. And I thought that's odd because the cars that's on the street have rear view mirrors. And so I finally asked a guy, I said, hey, I noticed that the race cars don't have rear view mirrors, but cars on the street have rear view mirrors. He said, driving a race car is a different kind of driving than the street. He said, and besides, when you going that fast, you really don't care who's behind you. You just worried about going forward so it doesn't catch up. Beloved, run this race going forward. Don't keep looking back. Paul says, don't I forget the things of the past, reaching towards those things, towards the high mark. You are alive when you can look forward and look forward with love and look forward with progress and look forward with hope. Even in the midst of all of the evil that is going on in the world, live forward. 
Don't live looking back. Don't live in reverse. Don't worry about the things that are behind you. Because Christ, with this hand, holds back your past. And with this hand, he secures your future. God bless you. Good night. Let me pray for you. God eternal and wise, we ask that you help us to live and to live holy and righteousness and to prevent us from all evil, prevent our heart from having evil feelings, prevent our mind from evil thoughts, prevent our word, our mouths and our tongue from speaking evil words. Keep us from walking in evil ways and acting in evil and ungodly ways. Let us live and let the Christ in us live in us in a powerful way that it witnesses that we are alive in Christ and Christ is alive in us. Bless now these, Father God, your servants who have joined me here. Thank you, Father God, for this chance and opportunity to talk to them, to speak to them and minister to them and continue to bless me, Lord. Bless this message, bless this ministry, and bless this minister. In Christ Jesus' name, I thank you. Amen. God bless. Good night. And remember, don't live backwards. Don't look backwards. Don't go backwards. Go forward in Jesus' name. God bless you. Have a great evening. Hey, Brother Rhodes, I see you. Amen. Amen. And God bless. Good night, everyone. Amen. Mm -hmm.